Hello and welcome to Colin Bradley Artcast. I'm Stephen Bradley. And I'm Colin Bradley. Welcome everyone to episode 26. How are you doing, Dad? I'm all right. Good. I'm all right now. I wasn't, right. Too, wasn't too good earlier in the week. but You've I'm had a okay. cold, haven't you? Yeah, it's come back again. That's the third time it come it back. It is, yeah. Anyway, it's gone again now. So good. I'm all right. You're okay. You're ready. ready for the podcast. Yeah. Good. Excellent. You've had a good week? Yes, I um, did a judging in Westgate. Yeah, where we did that exhibition, uh, not ex- demonstration. Yeah, a little a while ago, ago, they asked me to judge their painting competition and also a craft competition. Oh, what, both they, in the same had, day? Yeah, the same, they had two. So I had to have find three winners for the painting and three winners for the craft. Ah, was it uh, good? It's yeah, the same it art was. group that we went to, wasn't it? That's right, yeah. yeah. No, they're a good crowd, a lot of lot of people. and They were busy working when I got there. Were they? Yeah, well, Derek, the, uh, the chap in charge of it all, said, Come about half past two, Colin. Mm-hmm. We'll be well underway. But of course, when I turned up, they were beavering away. They had the table set out, all the craft. Really? And the were they doing it on that day? Like it was a yes. rush day. Like they were doing it all on the day, and you had to judge it at the end. Oh no, no, they no, they'd set up the exhibition, uh, set set aside the exhibition. That was separate. right. No, they were doing. That's what they do every day. See, or every uh, Tuesday, wow. they sit and do their craft and do their art. That's wonderful. It's lovely to see. It's yeah. lovely to see people. Really enjoying it. I thoroughly enjoy it. We were walked around and had a chat to them. You passed, and Mum went. Passed a few tips. Yes, yes, yes. Mum came with me as well. So, so went to judge with Eileen you. Eileen and I were. <laughs> well, no, I did the judging, but uh, Eileen and I just you know, walked around and uh, looked important. And <laughs> <laughs> no, but it was very good. I yeah. lo- loved it. So there's a picture on Facebook. You posted a there picture is, of yes, the winner. The, the three winners of the painting competition. I didn't. We didn't do with the uh, craft. Right. Uh, although, I mean. I, I, I obviously gave them the prize and presented the prize to them, but I thought it would be uh, more apt to put the painting on the painting. Yeah, of course. Than cool. The art. Oh, good. But, uh, the craft, but it, it was good. Very it's enjoyable. Good, good day. Worthy uh-huh. winners. Well done. Well done to them. Okay. Yeah, great. Excellent. Good. How are you done, mate? I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, I've had a really good week. It's nice to see you again because I don't see I haven't seen you for a, <laughs> a week or yeah, so now. It's, it's been really busy, isn't it? I mean, last week we did the Skype thing. That, that yeah. sort of. That worked, and we, we covered quite a lot in our... Well, it's nice that we, you don't have to keep rushing back, because that would have been the pain, really, every yeah. week, to rush back yeah. and do another one. So it's it's nice. Down again. Yeah, it's nice to be back in the studio with the, the setup and everything like that. Yes. You know, it's, it's good. I like it. But, yeah, yeah, so it's been a really busy week. Really, yeah, loads, loads going on. Lots of crazy stuff. And this is a special Father's Day podcast, isn't it? Uh, it is, folks. We're doing it on Father's Day as well. Yeah, right? yeah. So, um, so, yeah, on Father's Day, you're recording a podcast. That's mm. commitment for you. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, great. Excellent. This week, we've got a really interesting subject because I was talking to Dad um, off mic about how art has changed over the last sort of well in the period of time he's been involved with it because even though you got into it fairly later in in life as a Mm. career Mm. you know that was in the 80s and you know that was 30 years ago and I asked off Mike how it had changed and we got into this whole sort of discussion about how it's changed and and what's happened and obviously with the evolution of technology over the last 30 years has massively altered the kind of perception of art across all mediums that's right so that's what I want to talk about this week so I want to start from the beginning and ask you really how, when you first started, the exposure of art, because you were effectively just starting out in art. Very, very Did, raw. Very raw, it? kind mm. of, where do you start? Mm. And what was available to you back then? Because this was the early 80s, mm. right? What was available to you then? Right, well, when I first started out, I, I thought 
I ought to find out a little bit more about this sort of trade that I want to move into. So I bought a book, The Artist magazine. It's called The Artist. Right. It's still going, I believe. Yeah. And I... To learn more about it. it. Yes, I ordered it from the local news agent. And yeah. They delivered it every week. Yeah, came right. But I, I wasn't really taken with it. I think probably what it was, because I was so raw, because I'd just started, really. Well, you were an amateur, weren't you? Oh, oh, very much an amateur there. And this was before I really, before I had the gallery here. This was while I was really learning my trade. Mm. Uh, in the later 70s, in fact. Right. Oh, even earlier. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah late 70s, early 80s, yeah. uh, before I opened here. Uh, so I really wanted to know a bit more about art, but I didn't find it very informative, I've got to say. It went, to say it went over my head would be an understatement. Mm. But I persevered for several, I think I, I had about six, because they were every month. Yeah. So I had six uh, issues. Mm. And by that time, I hadn't learned really anything at all. It was just, was it for people that had really... The professionals, the ones that had already sort of had I th- knowledge. I think people who already into art and established art, yes, I think it was for them. For the so beginner, it wasn't really... No. Um, there, was another, there was another magazine I subsequently learned, mm. uh, the, the Leisure Painter, which is a little bit more user-friendly, if you like, uh, but I didn't discover that until later on. So uh, that's the problem I found when I first started, Steve. Mm. Yeah. So obviously you were learning as you were doing it anyway, and you progressed. That's you right. know, but the the uh, what would you say the kind of facilities that you had available to you to learn mm. more, you know, because mm. especially back then there was no YouTube, there was no you know all this kind of that's right. stuff that you can just at a drop of a hat go and learn something. That's right. You know, you've got to learn the hard way. You either went to your local adult education centre, and yeah. uh, you know took a chance on who you were going to get to teach you. Or you went by, you know, buying books. Really. Yeah. That's the only way. There was no videos or such as as such at yeah. that time uh, that were available. So it was, it was tricky, really. Anybody yeah. starting out then would have had the same problem that I had. Mm. So, where, so let's jump because... Obviously, you still you had no choice but to just sort of do it and learn it and kind mm. of enjoy what you were doing as you were doing it, right? That's right. So let's jump ahead a little bit to a time where it actually started to turn, like it started mm. to become a bit easier for people of that raw position. Right. So talk, talk about the first time that the, right. the, the time that you it sort of started to change. Mm. Well, it was I think it was the Artists and Illustrators magazine. To be honest, they came out. In the mid '80s, I think it was about '85, '86. Mm. They actually started. Now it actually coincided with me doing the trade exhibition in Olympia, Force Wants to Be Like, the very first one I ever did, the very first one I demonstrated. At. So you're already established, anyway, at this point now as a professional, because uh, you'd had the gallery yes. down here. Yes, right. I was selling paintings by then. Yeah. Yes. So at this point, you'd already established yourself, but you were at a trade show. That's right. And it was there that I met the editor of the Artist and Illustrator. Well, he met me, really. He came round to the stands. Yeah. He was going round all the, the different stands, you yeah. know, trying to promote business. Because when you go to a magazine starting out, they need input mm. and they need features. So he asked me if I'd do a feature, and I said, of course, I've got to be flattered to do it. And I did that. 
And that really, I think, was when I saw the article or the, the magazine, I thought, gosh, this is good. This is a good magazine, It's yeah. a good magazine because it had a lot of how-tos in it. And right. They weren't, it wasn't, you know, far above people who were yeah. just starting out. So amateurs would have got hold of it and said, oh, this is something, I could do that. Yeah, so it really... simple, easy terms. Yeah, it was unlike the, the artists, uh, the magazines that you'd got previously. The, yes, the it was ta- catering for like a new audience. Mm, mm. Well, I've got the article here in front of me. It was Well, not the, the first article, but no. one of the earlier articles yeah. that you did for the Artist and Illustrator right. magazine. And I just want to read part of it because it's, it's quite interesting. And, and in this one, you've done uh, a tiger mentioned uh, a tiger that, that, that was a it. tiger yeah we mentioned it a few uh, podcasts ago yes so i want to just read the first couple of paragraphs of it since i started working with the carbothella pencils just over three years ago i've been constantly surprised by the kind of subject matter they are capable of producing it seems that i only have to think of a subject that i would like to tackle and automatically as if by magic the pencils respond not only being able to portray the subject satisfactory satisfactorily oh bloody hell that's hard but breathing life into the drawing so these are just it's not just carbothello it's pastel pencils in general you're talking about i suppose yes, i, I have to do that although it, you know well we, you're we, working forbes wants to be that's like, right they, you, so. they wanted a bit of promotion out yeah of it. but really you had to be more general yeah it, yeah okay so uh, i've tried in vain to understand and, and analyze why this should be so but i have yet to come up with a reason perhaps one should not try but accept graciously that there is something special with this medium it's been said to me many times oh but it's because you have done the drawing this is not necessarily so as a recent exhibition of my students work in our local library was a sellout and received much acclaim do you remember much about that a recent exhibition you did a like this is broadstairs yes the library in broadstairs you did an exhibition of people's work yes we can talk about that okay now or another Uh, time um no another time another time okay So, still talking about pastel pencils, you go on to say, the medium is particularly suitable for beginners, as unlike oil, watercolour and so on, you do not have to master the medium first. It is ready to be used instantly without mixing. It can be erased, although the darker colours are more difficult to erase completely without trace. The pencil can be used for tight work and equally effective used with flair and imagination. So, you go, obviously this is promoting pastel pencils in general and it's... Mm. You know, for anyone else out there, you know, this immediately starts to increase exposure of pastel pencil. That's right. Because at these early stages, pastel pencil wasn't that no. well known. But you see, had I had, I had that, if I'd read that yeah. a little earlier, yeah, I'd have loved it. I'd have said, oh, this is, this is something. Maybe. Not necessarily pastel pencil, but there's a, there are articles in there from watercolour, acrylics and so on. It's starting from the beginning, not halfway up the ladder, which yeah. is what I think the artist was doing. It was up halfway up there. Yeah. So not for people at the bottom. No. Where's the bottom rung? You know? Right. So then, so the, so the editor got you to do not this article that I've just read, but an article in the artist. Mm. And, yes, you, that's and right. you noticed straight away. Wow, this is a this is a, a fantastic yes, yes, opportunity. Was, that's right. And also increasing the exposure for mm. new people. Yes, it coming did. into art. That's right. So what was the next thing that happened after that? Then? Well, I got a telephone call. Once that article came up, the first article came out uh, from a video company saying, we'd like to do a video. And this was video then, no DVDs around at that time. And I oh, yeah, I don't mind doing that. So they came, visited me down in Broadstairs, and we did a a video, uh, another cat. Yeah. (laughs) But, uh, and that sold well. That was a a big seller. Was that the late 80s still? 
Was this oh, in the late yes. 80s? Oh, no, this is... Still in the 80s? Yes. Still sort of... But video then taking off, obviously, with more people yeah. access, becoming more accessible, would well, you I say? Well, I think there were, video, there were videos out there, art videos, but suddenly there seemed to be a splurge of them. Really? And I think that the artists and illustrators had something to do with this because they started... Uh, Swan Stabilo asked me to go around doing demonstrations for art groups around that time as well. We've started. You Doors are starting to open, would you say? You could see that because happening. because of this magazine. I, I've got to say that they were very instrumental in, in sort of setting the, the the trend, really. And yeah. of course, they were successful, very successful. And other magazines started emulating what they did. So Leisure Painter used to put how tos in. I never went back to the artist to whether they did, but. You know what I mean? And that's what happens. People mm. think, oh, you know, they're successful. Why? So so you did this video. Mm. And then what happened after that? Because well, obviously artists, artists and illustrators are getting bigger. Well, after that, that the artists and illustrators, because of, of their success, decided to run an exhibition of their own. But this time, instead of a trade exhibition, it was going to be members of the public. Mm. So... All their customers that they, you know, won all over. their subscribers, yeah, to yeah. the magazine. And they decided to do it in the Horticultural Halls in London. Uh, so it was a very good venue, very prestigious venue. Wow. And it, again, it was amazingly successful. It's, I suppose it's kind of realising, wow, this is what people want. That's right. That's right. They, they'd really tapped into that kind yeah. of, you know, market. But it's not necessarily a market as such as it's... It's genuine, like it's a genuine mm. amount of people that, you know, mm. it's what do people, how do people learn this, you know, and they, they nailed right. it. Yeah, I mean, in those early days, there wasn't the media coverage that there is today, you know, yeah. the, as you said, the internet and the massive, massive volume of instruction you can get on it, it wasn't around. Yeah. And it could only be done that way. You mm. can either physically go and demonstrate somewhere yeah. or ask somebody to do it. And then you're sort of restricted. Mm. But the show has changed all that because suddenly you didn't have to just go to one art group and have 30 people. Suddenly you've got thousands of people yeah. who you were then able to... And they went away and they told their friends, hey, you've got to go to this. And so the following year, yeah, they rebooked... The same they, venue? Uh, no, they didn't They didn't book the horticultural halls. They actually wanted a bigger venue. Wow. The uh, Design Centre in London. Oh, so wow. they increased the size because uh, they knew that they were going to be very popular. So you were asked to demonstrate that first, the, their first ex- exhibition. Mm-hmm. So you were there with uh, Swanstabilo. Yeah. And Swanstabilo were asked to do it again. again and the year after. I, you said, well, you went I, with them. I went with them, yeah. yeah. They asked me to do it again. You mentioned um, off mic about the demonstrators that were at that first exhibition. Yeah. Show the kind of, tell, them the, tell the listeners the kind of scale that it had jumped from because the first exhibition you did with them, mm-hmm. it was you and... Oh, just uh, me and Roger Cook, I think. It was who's a, Roger uh, Cook? He's, a, he's an artist who does uh, wildlife, you know, um, birds and uh, in watercolour. Watercolour, mm. right. Okay, so it was just you and him? Yeah, really, yeah. There's only a couple. I've got a feeling that um, there was a chap called John Hughes as well. I'm sure I've got his name right. He used to do coloured pencils. He was there as well. I, I've, Interesting. I, yeah, so the, the, the three, so three of us. Of us. Oh, so no, there were only then, three of us there. And then the year after? And the year after, it, there was at least, oh, a dozen couple of dozen i would really? say really yeah they'd realize all the manufacturers who hadn't had a, a demonstrator on their stand <laughs> suddenly realized hey we're missing out here yeah and suddenly so again 
within one year, really, is suddenly the exposure. Exploded. Yeah, yeah, exposure. And how you know, not only how good it is, is it for people like yourselves, the artists, able to demonstrate what mm. they're capable of to a mass load of people. Yeah. Um, but also how good it is for the people wanting to learn. Oh, absolutely. The kind of if you go to one of those exhibitions, and effectively because this back then is so new and mm. fresh. That's right. You know, I, I can imagine the buzz. Around these exhibitions, there was there was a couple of art exhibitions around the country. There was one in in Newark, near Nottingham, that uh, called Art in Action. That's still going. Uh, not Art in Action. Art in Action was down in Oxfordshire. Right. That was another exhibition. No, it was the. Um, I can't remember the name of it. Anyway, it was an exhibition in Newark. Yeah. <laughs> under canvas, I go every. I used to go every year. I ought to know the name of it. No, it's getting old, Steve. But anyway, there w- those those two exhibitions were around at that time. So suddenly you had another one in London. So like, they started cropping up now, mm. more and more, more. And it got quite busy too, mm. because they had another one. They had several in the north of England as well. Right. After that. So what happened after that then? So obviously the art, so the Artists in Illustrated magazine started getting popular. Starts, yeah. you know. Well, around about that time, video started getting popular. I remember mentioning to... Swanstabilo, a little earlier than this. Oh, well, you know, we ought to do a DVD. No, we don't need any. A video, oh, you mean? I yeah. I mean video. Yeah. We ought to do a video. No, we don't need video. That's There's no future in that. Now, I don't know whether <laughs> I had foresight or not, but I thought, what are you talking about? Yeah. How? Anyway, they didn't go with it. They didn't go down that road to start with. Hmm. Uh, but when I'd done the video f- with the other company... That was popular, and I did see an explosion of videos. Yeah. And I made a, a few after that. Yeah. And eventually, Swansabilo did come round, and they actually did make two, I think, after that. So this is heading into the early 90s now, I Yeah, we're starting to get... Uh, this is where the momentum we were talking it about. This is build. where it's starting to go. Once you've got information, you see, you suddenly had a, a way of spreading the information in a big way. Mm. And I, I suppose as well, around this time of the early 90s and heading into the mid-90s, technology, you know, mm. it's this kind of boom that starts right. to build and happen, doesn't it? Like That's videos right. become cheaper to make in the sense of producing, you know. That's right. Like things, things are easy to produce, you know, mm. and the costs go down because the equipment becomes more advanced. Mm. So then videos start churning out more regularly. Oh, the other thing, the other thing, Stephen, the television program started as well used to have quite a lot of art all in crawshaw right did his art program on there and there's two or three others that did art programs tony hart so you, uh, well yes he was but he was more for the children really right. he was more a children's man. i mean he was a very good artist i've got it you mm. can't take it away from him but he was more for children but it would have been lovely to have had tony hart or the kind of tony hart a little earlier mm. for adults mm. And Oren Crawshaw did a very good job. He, again, he played his part in it in is. this side of it. Yeah. So we had another another means people would get you know television programs as yeah. well. So then after that, is it is it pretty much self-explanatory where it heads after that? In mm-hmm. the sense of you know, if you head into the mid nineties, you know, and then late nineties, DVD starts to turn of the millennium. Yeah. Internet, computers. Oh gosh. It starts to just ex- explode, right? Yes, I, 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 I marvel at it now. I was lucky that really I was there before all this happened. Before and after. Because then I can see yeah. that massive change that yeah. has happened. And now, not only art, but music, oh, every walk of life really 
yeah. uh, has a wonderful opportunity now to just go for it. We're a world of, uh, of, of we're in a world now where information is just so easily accessible. That's right, and can be shared so. W- Easily. I mean, look at what we're doing. And we're taking advantage of it, uh, quite rightly. And and, But I remember quite a few times uh, during this progression that people have said, no, that won't work. No, that won't work. Mm. You know, not welcoming change. Uh, y- embracing you could, it. Yeah, you could yeah. see change happening and they were not, not willing to go along that road and eventually prove wrong because yeah. it did actually... But I was lucky enough to have taken advantage of things as they happen. Well, the, the uh, good thing, the pro- heading on what you've just said about the, the point of embracing technology and understanding it, you were at a point where you didn't have all of this available. That's so right. you know the value of it. That's right. And that, that goes with what we even now what we're doing, the value mm. of this podcast, the value of the YouTube channel. You know the value of what you're able to share because when yeah. you wanted that kind of help... Advice. I didn't get it. You didn't have it. No, I didn't. No, so, you're quite right. So it's not, yeah, like you say, some of it's foresight in saying this could be do really well, mm. but it's also saying, well, I, I know it's, I, it didn't, I didn't have this, so I know that's right. how good it's going to be for people like me starting, yeah. like yeah. I was starting out. So, yeah. Yeah. so it's really interesting because I, I, it only really occurred when we started talking about it. Actually, the boom and the evolution of art mm. over the last, not in necessarily in new mediums and new mm. art uh, subjects. It's just in the sense That's of right. the, the evolution of information mm. to be shared, you know, the inf- ev- evolution of technology and how that's really affected. It's also exciting for, for artists like myself and my colleagues who can have a, a project like that uh, black and white project we've had recently. Yeah. I thought, wouldn't it be nice to do that? I think i've only got to think it put it on paper and suddenly everybody knows about it yeah because i've got the means to do it yeah and that this is what's exciting this is what excites us this is why i am still doing it after all these years yeah you know, and supposed to retire but haven't no <laughs> <laughs> and i don't want to i don't want to retire because there's, there's still too much to do you can reach so many more people now than you've ever been able to reach that's right you know you look at you look at youtube a million views i know a million views. It's not a million people necessarily, but a million views. That's right. It's insane. I know. Um, so it's it's really it's really exciting. I wanted to talk about it because you were there, like you say, at the beginning. Mm. You were there before before the it even started becoming popular. That's right. And now we're at a stage where it, you know, if you want to learn anything, you tap it up on the computer and you've got it. You have, yeah. And if only you'd had that. <laughs> I know. I know. Back then, uh, so anyway, that's that's what I uh, that was our that was our discussion for today. That was a good one. So thanks for that. Dad. Let's move on to some questions this week. Uh, as always, we've got a few. We've had to to narrow it down. Uh, we reply to everyone. Obviously, everyone gets a reply, but these are the ones we want to highlight this week. First one actually come from YouTube. Oh well, there you are. Then. How to draw your video? How to draw uh, how to draw cat's fur? And this is uh, Kia Barone. I'm not sure if I've pronounced that. Sorry, Kia, if I haven't. Um, she says, you do beautiful work. Do you use a fixative at all between your layers? Oh, how many times have we had that question? Well, we've had a lot about fixative, but in between mm. layers. Yes. Well, you know, this comes back many, many, many years ago when the artists, the early artists, Degas and the like, used to use pastels. They, that's what, exactly what they did. They used to put a pastel uh, on, then they used to use a fixative on it wasn't the spray things we have today. They used to have to blow through a little 
little tube and pick up the material and blow it onto it and it spits. Oh, it's a terrible thing. I Blimey. Know I yes, I know. It wasn't like you didn't have spray cans. Anyway. Dangerous. Uh, yeah. Uh, so they used to, uh, and then they used to put, then put another coat on top of that and then another coat on top. And suddenly three, four, five coats of pastel they used to do. Really? Yeah, build it up, yeah. Oh, anyway, th- this is what, this is what uh, we're referring to. Uh, no, I wouldn't do that. Uh, I don't like using fixative, as you know, because it does dull the work down. Mm-hmm. But it, it's, it's not impossible to do that, because what you'd have to do, you, you, you put it on, spray the picture, it would dull it down, but then you're going to put more on top of it. Mm. And uh, I, originally, that's what I used to do with Carpathello. Really? I used to do it, spray it, and then work on top of it. The reason I did that is because the Carbothello wasn't as didn't have such a strong pigment right. as the Faber Castell. And now I don't need to do it because the pigment is strong enough. So no, the answer to the question, no, I don't do it. Um, and I don't think I would want to do it. And I wouldn't recommend it. But, you know, this is all, everything is open interpretation. You know, a few it's years time, someone come along and, and do exactly that and make a fantastic job of it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Thanks, Keir, for that question. Next one we have is from Dale Beckman. He asks, can you use both the pencils and the soft sticks on the same project? Will they work as a base and mix with each other? Uh, your newbie 78-year-old artist, I've worked <laughs> my way through books one, two, and three, and I'm now working on the holding the pencil exercise, and my next is the tree stump and leaves. Your videos and exercises are the study material I've been exposed to, including adult ed at a local junior college. Thank you, Dale. Right, good question. Uh, can you use the two together? No, you can't because the pastel stick, soft pastel stick, and the pastel pencil are two different kinds of material. And one ca- cancels the other out. Right. If you put the pastel, if you start putting pastel and put pastel pencil on top of it, it doesn't work. It's too greasy. It just just doesn't hold it. And then the other way around uh, does work. If you put pastel on top of pastel pencil, that works. But then you can't put pastel pencil back on top. So you, you so you right. can't actually mix the two soft together. Soft pastel because it's soft. It I is. It's, it's it's a different kind of medium. I've never been able to work the two together. But it uh, what I would do, as people know, or I do. A pastel pencil picture and enhance it with soft, with soft pastel that because because soft pastel goes on to pastel pencil but pastel pencil doesn't the go the other way pastel. around no, right. not, so if you can not do it successfully no anyway. right not, not really successful not if you really want to make a good job of it no it doesn't okay okay great excellent question thanks dale and good to hear that you're working your way through the exercises again this is yeah. the value of of, <laughs> of the membership site and of, of all these videos i mean mm. I imagine 60, 60 or 70 hours worth yeah, no. of tuition at yeah. people's fingertips. Like, now mm. we're at an age where we can do that. That's it's, right. it's, Absolutely. You know, incredible. So, okay, next one we've got here is a comment from Lee on our Rhino project, which is currently running on the member's site. Hi, Colin. Have you ever thought of doing an Indian chief in full headgear? What do you think? Wow, what do I think? Because well, <laughs> you've I, done I, a cowboy. I know. I've got to do an Indian, haven't I? <laughs> um, well, yes, the, the, I have thought about it. And funny enough, um, Lee has got someone he knows in this country. He's, he's from Australia. Right. And he's got somebody in this country who is the great-grandson of Chief Sitting Bull. You're joking. No, I'm not. No way. Of all the people to be in touch with. I know. 
Anyway, we've been in contact and he's going to try to get uh, his permission to, to, for me to do a picture, uh, which, I mean, I don't really need it, but uh, it's nice to have it. Yeah. And also, maybe we can work together and, and, you know, collaborate because he's got a story there somewhere. Yeah. He must have had stories come down. Oh, my God. So we'll have some providence as well that yeah. goes along with the picture. So I'm actually looking forward to this. That's very exciting. Whether I do it in full colour... Or whether I do it as a black and white, we've yet to work out. I suppose it depends on the picture you get, right? Uh, well, the pictures don't have full colour pictures because Ch- Chief Sitting Bull died a while ago now. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we've only got really black and white pictures of him. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, exciting. we may be, be between us. Uh, it is exciting. And I, uh, as I said, Lee and I are in um, uh, you know, cahoots. And if we can do it, we will. Brilliant. Well, we'll keep you posted, yeah, listeners, on that. That's fantastic. Excellent. Well, that ends our questions Q&A this week. If you've got a question, you can email it either to myself or to Colin um, via the email addresses admin at colinbradleyart.co.uk or uh, Colin directly at colin at bradleygallery.co.uk. You can either go onto our website uh, or on Facebook or on YouTube. We gather questions from all over the show. So if you've got a question you want answered, send it through. Yeah. Um, quick members update. We've started a new project this weekend, the Daffodil, which will run over two weeks. It's a nice exercise. It is a very good exercise, that. I mean, it, it, it's not a, a fantastic picture, um, it, but it wasn't meant to be. Mm. But it's a, a test of colouring and, and um, it would give a very good... If someone wants you to do portrait work for instance mm. it's a delicate uh, picture very bright colors as well used yeah. in it as well yeah. so yeah. it's nice nice to to change yeah. it up with those yellows and using the color shaper as well uh it, it learn a lot good from practice that. That yeah would be. learn a lot from that so that will run two weeks so that the next part will be up next week and then we start another new project yeah. which oh, i won't talk about yet no but we'll talk about that next week so lots another new project coming there obviously another animal project coming after the rhino we uploaded part six i believe yesterday so another few weeks of that and uh, that'll be finished so i hope you're all getting on okay with that and that's really it you can if you have a chance it would be great listeners if you could go on to itunes and perhaps give us a rating out of five stars it will boost us up the rankings and spread the word which we like and write us a positive review if you can you can listen to us. We mentioned Stitcher last couple of weeks. We're still on Stitcher and I hope everyone, well, not everyone, but some people have used Stitcher and think it's good. Um, we use it here, don't we? I know you're, we do, yeah. we, you're straight on Stitcher now and it's mm-hmm. uh, a lot of uh, lot of accessibility through that. So that's about it for this week. Got anything else to mention? I haven't, no. I'm, I'm exhausted now, Steve. You're exhausted? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> okay, let's call it a day there. So uh, thanks, everyone, listening. Thanks, everyone, for listening. I'm Stephen Bradley. I'm Colin Bradley. Enjoy, Enjoy your week. week. You can celebrate Father's Day now. I'll let you go. Oh, thanks. Well, and as it's Father's Day, I'll make you a cup of tea. Uh, now you're talking. Mm.